0: You're listening to Sheep Seeker, a sermon by Pastor Bay Allen. How are you all doing this morning? It is great to be with you in the house of the Lord. If you agree, say amen. 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 Um, I'm going to uh, go ahead and I'm going to start out kind of where uh, our, our friend and our, our brother George just kind of left off. We're going to be going over those scriptures uh, once again in a little more detail today in today's sermon. Today's sermon is called Sheep Seeker. And some of you have heard of a heat seeker before, like a heat seeker missile. I know I don't like to think of warfare when I think of Jesus Christ, but um, what we're looking at is a changed world. We're looking at a king who is coming and as opposed to a heat seeking missile, we have a sheep seeker. Okay, and there he is right there, Jesus Christ, Lord of all. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to encourage you uh, to turn with me in your Bibles, if you have them, once again, as we just reflect on God's Word. Um, And actually, we're just going to pray that God encounters us through this Holy Scripture today. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day that you have given. We thank you for the sun that shines even when the clouds obscure it, it is there. Just as even when there are trials and tribulations that may obscure you from our sight, Lord, remind us that you are there. Remind us that you are a God who cares for his sheep, who will do what it takes to seek them out. We pray that you will speak to us through this encounter with the word, that it will be real, that you will encounter us one-on-one in a very personal way this morning. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Actually, Jody, I'm going to empower you to to click for me. I'll just say slide. Um, But if you would turn with me to Ezekiel 34, we're going to to look at this just one more time. And we're looking at verses 11 to 16 and verse 20 to 24. So 11 to 16, For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. And we have it on the screen for your convenience. Um, And I will seek them out. I want you to have that word really just hit you. If you take notes during the message, write, seek them out. And even where it says them, you can cross it out and put me, seek me out. Um, because the Lord God says, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day, um, on the, among the scattered sheep, I will seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, in the valleys and in the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture. Underline the word good. Or write the word good. Good pasture. And their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold. Good, once again, and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. We can go ahead and uh, we can take a moment right there. I want to tell you a story. I don't know if any of you have ever been to the Pima tuning uh, deer uh, park. Maybe some of you have. Show of hands. Anyone ever been to Pima I went there because I have kids. So we try to find things that are cheap and relatively close by. Disney's out of the question. But Pima Deer Park, we can kind of do. You know what I mean? Uh, so we get in the car and we go out there and we're, we're spending some time um, with with the Pima Deer Park. And you can buy these little things of food at the Pima Deer Park. And you go up to the deer and you just kind of put them up to the fence and they'll... They don't really bite you. They just kind of eat the food. I don't know how they know what is food and what is finger, but somehow they get it all sorted out okay. Um, But one thing you notice pretty quick, there's some little deer, they don't really get to the food. You see, the big ones, they're just kind of all bustling around and they're getting in there. They, They know it's coming. They saw you put the quarter in the machine, you turned it and you got food in your hand. They're all over you. The little ones don't stand a chance. I don't know if you've ever experienced something like that. Maybe when you were at the Piemattumi Deer Park, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but I started thinking about my time at Piemattumi, and you know, I gotta admit, Thanksgiving, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, any pumpkin pie fans in the house? Any of you like pumpkin pie? I like pumpkin pie. Pecan's my weakness, but pumpkin is good, and my daughter loves pumpkin. Well, we had our family members down, and the, the cousin, the young cousin, Grab the last piece of pumpkin pie. Oh my, right? It was was World War III in the Allen household because that last piece of pumpkin pie, which somehow my daughter thought was hers, you know, it was gone. It was in her stomach. She couldn't get it back. Um, and, And so she started to get really upset because she couldn't get it. And she said, he already had six pieces. He already had all this pie. That was and she got, I mean, this was life trauma taking place in an 11-year-old's Thanksgiving day. And this, in light of this scripture, the scripture can seem kind of harsh. Because you have God who is saying, essentially, I'm going to separate the sheep from sheep, the goats from the goats. And, you know, the sheep go to heaven and the goats go to hell. That's basically what's going on. Sheep go to heaven, goats go to hell. And I've heard a song that goes exactly like that. But what I want to think about today, and I want you to think about, is that the world tells us there's this pilot on mentality where the the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, the the little baby deer, they don't get the kibble. It's just the way of the world. The world kind of inflicts this upon us, which we go through day by day. And some of us get it a little harder than others. And, and sometimes at the end of the day, it, it takes every ounce of energy to cry out to God and say, why have you forsaken me? But I got a message from God for you. God cares for his sheep. God cares for his sheep. God cares for you. And God is not going to leave you in a pilot on high kind of world. Okay, that world is not the one that God designed. And there's, there's this thought process in this world of pilot on high where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer where it's also a a matter of who you know sometimes it's i was talking with a friend about a job that they tried to get and they said it's not even what i knew i had the credentials i just didn't have the friend someone else got it who was less qualified again they took my piece of pie you know rich get richer poor get poorer but there's something, too, that you see it. Maybe you've experienced it. Where because of who you know or who you don't know, you do not get the piece of pie. You do not get the piece of pie. And we're also taught in this world that getting that last piece of pie is the world. That means everything. Possessions. What are you thankful for? Oh, I'm thankful for... Uh, the, the car I drive, I'm thankful for it. A lot of times, the first thing's out of someone's lip. Lips. Curl. It could be singular, I guess. But the first thing off of someone's lips is not often family. It is not often, you know, um, I'm, I'm loved. You know, I'm, I've got everything that I need, even though I don't have much. I mean, it's usually individual specific items like my 55-inch TV or whatever it is. Because in this world, possessions matter. And we're going we're gonna to spend some time with uh, the way God views his sheep, his flock. And we're just going to see, um, do possessions matter in the long run? Is that what we should be really focusing on as the world tells us? Because I hope it unsettles you a little bit when I say, what happens when you do everything within your power, but you can't get the pie? You can't get the pie. Maybe you weren't intended to get the pie. But you really wanted the pie. I want you to live with that. And I want you to live with the fact that God cares for his sheep. Now to tell you something about sheep. Uh, sheep. Are, are a gentle species they are easily led uh, they, they don't usually have horns some of them do but most of them don't even have horns from birth uh, sheep graze which means a, a shepherd can basically lead them to a certain area of land and they'll just kind of eat where they're led to they won't really wander off too much something, sometime, they do have ADD so every now and then something will get their attention and they may go off but for the most part they graze grazing is what sheep do um, they, they trust their shepherd. They go where they're led. Uh, you know, a cool thing about sheep is that the male sheep will actually, in, 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 when danger comes by, they will actually surround the other sheep. The males will surround the other males, younger males, females especially, and young. They will naturally surround the flock to create this protective barrier around them. I don't know if you knew that about sheep. It's a pretty cool thing. And I say that because goats are generally headstrong. Goats generally have horns. And it's not even so much for protection, it's because they just got an attitude. They just, I don't know, my wife used to keep goats. I remember she had a couple when I first met her when we first started dating. And they would just jump up on your car, they would, they would butt you in the butt. I mean, it was just goats, man, you know, goats. Goats are not like sheep. They would rather lead than follow. Goats tend to wander. Instead of grazing like sheep, they more or less pick at their food. They kind of browse. They're like, oh, that's good. What's that? Oh, that was okay. What's that? Kind of like, yeah, the pecan pie was okay, but oh, there's pumpkin. They browse. They don't stay where they're led. They're headstrong. They don't care for their brother. They don't gather around. When, when danger comes by, they, they either run away or they butt. They like to go up high. They like to escape. They like to be by themselves. And I say this because in Palestine, shepherds would let their flock of sheep and goats be together during the day. During the day, this was a normal thing. This analogy here from Scripture, this is a normal thought process for the people at the time because the shepherd would allow them to be together during the day and at night they would separate because the goats they like to huddle together in warmth where the sheep they would lie open in an open field and the shepherd's just kind of there with them or in a cave whatever the shepherd did they they, they go where they're guided so Jesus saying or Ezekiel here we didn't get into Jesus yet where it says about the sheep and the goats being separated that's a normal thing in the time period of this. And again, we have this pilot on mindset. So I want to just give you um, some, some little things that you can do to kind of move forward from this and understand a little better about sheep and goats. First, you know, let's move into Matthew. Whatever you did for one of the least of these, you have done to me. Again, we live in a pilot on high uh, kind of world. But I want you to know we serve a king. Today is Christ the King Sunday. Some of you, I don't know if any of you were here for the original one. It was in the 1920s when they first initiated Christ the King Sunday. Um, But we serve a king, all right? We serve a king. And our king, as we see throughout the New Testament, Jesus Christ, was kind of a king of an upside-down kingdom. Even being the Messiah, he was kind of an upside-down Messiah, from what people thought. You know, we're getting ready for Advent starting next week. You know, he was an upside-down Messiah. He wasn't what people thought he was going to be. And so we see that Jesus was constantly looking after the least of these. The least, the lost, the left behind. That is who Jesus looked out for. But it goes even deeper than that because in Matthew chapter 25, which which George just read a moment ago, we see that Jesus says... Whatever you did for one of the least of these you have done to me. Not even you have done it as doing it to me, but you have done it to me. Who is our king? Who is our king? Sheep or goat? Pumpkin pie or pecan? I'm just here. Who is our king? I want you to think on this because the next time you see someone, I pray that you'll see Jesus. If you see someone who is hurting, who is in a place where maybe you can help them out, say, hey, that's Jesus right there. And maybe, just maybe, you'll feel an urge to help them. The second thing, you know, the whole, I know the owner, so I get star treatment. Who do you know? Who do you know? We've already established this. Who do you know? You know the king, right? If you're a Christian, if you're a born-again son of God, if you proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord, Jesus Christ is King, you know the King. That's better than even knowing whoever runs the nightclub, right? It's like, there's no velvet line. It's just, uh, here's the seal of the King. You know what I mean? You get it wherever you want to go. Who do you know? Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Don't forget who you know. You know the owner. You know the king. Think of a time in your life where you were treated better than you deserved. The blessing that you received when someone treated you better than you deserved. And I want you to realize that you know the king. You got a a whole eternity of getting better than you deserve. Because God cares for his children. Amen. God cares for a sheep. Finally, I want to just talk about that last piece of pie. You know, happiness is is found when we belong, not in our belongings. Happiness is found when we belong to the king, not when we belong a new big screen TV or or whatever it is. I want you to make a list of the blessings you have in your life. You know, we're coming off of Thanksgiving, right? I'm sure you spent a lot of time this last week just thinking about the blessings you have in your life and the things that you give God thanks for. Actually, write a physical list when you go home today of blessings that you can't buy and pray over them for the next week, giving God thanks. Because it's not the last piece of pie that matters. It's the family to share the pie in general with. It's it's the breath that you have when you wake up in the morning. Even if there's some arthritis, even if there's some pain, find the blessings. And make a list. Pray over those. Give God thanks for those blessings that you have in your life. I'm going to close with this. We're, we're We're in the same flock by day. Goats, sheep, wherever you are in the mix. We're all in the same flock. We all have the same shepherd. And so there's a temptation for sometimes, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm in the flock. I'm good. I'm getting in. I'm in. God isn't interested in someone who's just doing good things. There's a lot of of people that just do good things that aren't one of God's sheep. Doing good things is good. But going where you are led, realizing that the only goodness you have in your life is when you feed on the good pasture that God leads you to. All things good come from God. God cares about his sheep. And it's not that God doesn't care about the goats. But they're not his sheep. If God didn't care about the goats, he wouldn't let them be in the herd during the day either. Are you one of God's sheep? And I pray that you are. And if you're not, it's really easy. You simply say, God, I'm I'm a sinner, and I realize that Jesus Christ is Lord, Son of God, come in the flesh. We're getting ready to go through Advent, you're going to hear a lot of this. And I pray you've already heard a lot of this. But Jesus Christ, Son of God, born of a virgin. We we went through a a different creed this morning, but to the same effect, Jesus Christ is Lord. Who do you know? You know the King. And that'll open doors more than any pumpkin pie ever would, (laughs) you know, more than anyone ever could. We're in the same flock by day. I just want to, in closing, I want to go to James. Um, chapter two, what does it profit my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works is dead. Do do good because you are a sheep who eats upon good grass, not because you're going out of your way to do something that isn't natural to you. I pray that you become one of God's sheep if you already are not, because God cares for his sheep. And I would love to graze on the pastures eternal with each and every one of you. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we just thank you for the way that you do seek out the least the lost and the left behind the way that you you can separate your sheep from the goats the way that you let us live together the way that you let us influence each other but mostly by the way that even if we if we get influenced the wrong way you're still our shepherd and you still love us because you know each and every one of your sheep And your sheep know your voice when you call. I pray that you give us ears to hear. There's a heart to be more like yours. Give us the love that we need to provide. And let us be thankful through it all. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord.